2: Hello everyone and thank you so much for joining us. It is your AEW Battle of the Belts post show for August 6th. Guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. What the heck is a humper chat you're asking? It functions just like a super chat where you can get your question or statement read on air. Um and I am joined by the wonderful Rob Wilkins. Rob, how are you today?
3: I am great. I just had a great time watching that one hour event and it was spectacular. That main event that wow. I loved it.
2: I loved it too. Uh a reminder to you can also i always forget that you are more than welcome to join us on Twitch and donate Twitch bits at <laughs> twitch.tv backslash fightful gaming. We already have hundred bits coming in from Ricardo El Idolo, who donated saying doubling up and watching here on YouTube. Here's some biddies to help out, kind of like some baddies, but on the other side of that. So I thought tonight was a lot of fun. I've kind of accepted that I feel like most of these Battle of the Belt specials aren't going to be like the most consequential thing in the world. I don't think we're going to get anything major happening. Probably not that many title changes. I think we might see um, some more suspenseful stories get pushed forward like we did tonight. But um, to me, the main event stole the show. Not a huge surprise. I, I figured that Claudio and Takeshita was going to be an incredible match. So many things that I wrote down, but like I, I was running out of room to write down spots because the whole thing just was full of impressive sequences and spots in it while also being very cohesive and telling a great story. Um, but we start with our TNT title belt picture um, with Wardlow and Jay Lethal here. I thought this was fun. I think we all knew the way that it was going to go. Um, that wind-up lariat from Wardlow is something that I always love. Um, but I thought the overall story here was good. This wasn't a match that I was super excited for, but I really enjoyed Jay Lethal using every like crafty veteran move that he could in this match, and it just not being enough to overcome Wardlow's strength and size a lot of the time, so we see that big-ass Lariat in there. We see him ultimately win with the powerbomb, of course. What is a Wardlow match without the symphony? Thinking of your coexisting co-host, Maggie, as we see those, because... She likes it. She yeah, likes she, she likes those power bomb symphonies. So <laughs> yes. um what did you think of the match? And then we'll obviously get into the post match that happened, of course.
3: Well, too. you know, the thing is, is they did they did their job of Jay Lethal and company. I liked at first when Jay Lethal pretended he hurt his knee and went for the pin right away. I really liked that. That showed Wardlow's like not paying attention. And that's just typical Jay Lethal going for like the quick victory. The match overall was pretty quick. It went faster than I thought it would. And Wardlow got the win. I was really surprised. I thought maybe uh, like you said it earlier, the fact that it expanded stories, maybe this would be a longer story for Wardlow with uh Jay Lethal and and his crew. I was really thinking we maybe see best friends considering that Wardlow was right there with them on Dynamite. I was really surprised that they did not come out, but overall I really enjoyed the match and I hope uh Wardlow I wanted Wardlow to powerbomb sing really bad, but I I think they're saving that now so for a big moment.
2: Agree with you. After this match we see Wardlow go through the table Uh, We also saw a low blow in this, your classic heel stuff. Love Sanjay Dutt running around. He's, I think, so much fun. And to your point, I was also surprised not to see best friends out here. We did on Rampage kind of get an allusion to the fact that they might be headed the way of the trios titles, which are, of course, coming down the pike and new. Um, So... The three of them might be functioning in that context, and maybe Wardlow's on the outside of that picture now, so perhaps that was the justification, but I don't know. If a friend comes in to save you, I feel like you should come in to save them, but ultimately uh, we see, I think, what is the setup of Wardlow and Satnam Singh, which I personally don't have a huge interest in. I think it's going to be the setup one spot, which is going to be incredibly impressive when Wardlow powerbombs Satinam Singh, right? That's going to be cool. It'll be a quick and easy title defense. I don't think that's something that's going to need a ton of story built because it's already existing in a context. But um, I don't know. I thought this was perfectly fine. This kind of feels like um, a display of matches rather than like huge story implications, like I, I said earlier. So this was perfectly serviceable. This was also one of those longer matches, which I appreciated. I feel like his stamina has come a really, really long way in addition to his moveset. Um, and as short as this match was i think it was like kind of longer in in his match world so I'll take it as an opener not the worst it was predictable but it was well executed I'm not gonna hate on it
3: yeah yeah and and you know like to your point about best friends earlier i think you said it last night Dan Housen, we need that sitcom or that show oh my god yeah. um that that would be perfect if he can't join the best friends so um i i but yeah, you you hit it right on the head there. It was, it. Th- I think they're expanding that, and maybe, at all out, we'll get the uh, the power bomb. I'm guessing, if not sooner. So.
2: Yeah, I'm almost hoping that's sooner. I don't know if I need that eating up my all out card, but on um, yeah. the pre show, it might be fun as a buy in yeah. thing because that would actually make people want to. There you go. Wanna wanna buy in? I think because that'll be a really fun spot. But we've got Joey Bag of Donuts chiming in saying. Remember when the TNT championship was defended regularly on TV? Beverage Farm remembers. <laughs> um, thank you for sending in the Humphrey chat, Joey. We appreciate you. And as a former, or as a former, as a fellow Steelers fan, it's going to be a rough couple months, I think, for us. But we also have Blind Rar Balov sending in via Twitch. He became a two-month Twitch sub. We thank you so much for your support there, saying he'd be surprised if Gargano doesn't show up in Cleveland. I would be surprised if Gargano doesn't show up in Cleveland for one of the two brands, they're both in Cleveland, the back-to-back week. So whether he goes back to WWE, um, they are certainly highlighting Ciampa as of this week. I was going to say as of late, but um, just really as of this week. And then on top of that, um, we obviously have Quake by the Lake, which is just the worst name in the history of the world. But here we are headed back to Cleveland. Um, so if Gargano doesn't show up in AEW, I mean, with Hunter at the helm, I feel like WWE's the move oh. for him, right? Like he was Hunter's boy. What do you feel like we're gonna see at Quake by the Lake, if any surprises? And then, additionally, where do you think Johnny Gargano ends up?
3: Well, Quake by the Lake is in Minneapolis this week, and I'll be there. Um, oh, that's right. So, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, I think Gargano. What I think's gonna happen with Gargano, I think. What well, what I want to what I want is, I wanted I want him to like just kind of slap Austin Theory around and say what are you doing? That's what I want, because uh, Champa, I don't know what they're doing with him, but I don't really think you want to throw him and Champa together right away, or have them in a feud right away. I don't think you want to do that. I, of course, I'd be fine with that, but I really want him and maybe the way to go back that I would like that. Or just Gargano, just to have history with him, just kind of slap him around and say, what are you doing? Like something like that. I would absolutely love that. Um, I I think he's going back to raw. He's a triple H guy. I, if it was things changed obviously in the past two weeks. So I, I'm going, I'm going that <laughs> route.
2: I agree with you. I'd be shocked if he didn't end up back in, In WWE, and even just from the differential in the women's divisions, right, and how much time they're getting on the show. Got to think about Candice LeRae, too. Should she choose to come back to wrestling, I think WWE is a great fit for her. And there's just so many stories that she can pick on because it does seem like they are now acknowledging NXT moving forward on the main roster. We saw those changes come back to life, which was a breath of fresh air. People's history coming to light is something that always makes sense in wrestling. So huge, huge fan of seeing that. I completely forgot Quake by the Lake is in Minneapolis because I was thinking of the terrible beach thing when they said that Cleveland was a beach yeah. town. That's where my head was at, but that's yeah. what happens when you're a brat of an East coaster. The Midwest just all feels like like the yeah. whole middle of the country is all just one blur. Yeah, to you. Pretty <laughs> much. We will move along to our ladies match, which was Jamie Hader and Thunder Rosa today. Um, we, of course, had ringside shenanigans with Rebel Reba and Britt Baker, as expected, but Tony Storm is there to help alleviate some of that. The numbers game isn't even, but Tony Storm is a strong competitor, so she can combat some stuff. However, we still see a lot of distractions on the outside, but um, a hard-hitting match. Everyone on Twitter seemed to have loved it. I didn't love it as much but i did appreciate that these women beat the hell out of each other this match. Yes. thunder rosa damn near kicked off her head i just felt like it took a little bit of time to to click in but when it did i thought we saw some really good stuff we saw an awesome sent on to the outside from thunder rosa we saw a really nasty brain buster from jamie Hader. again rosa uh just absolutely kicking haters head off at one point and then on the outside we saw Britt just always finding the camera like that is her superpower. She creates a couple of distractions. One of which resulted in Tony storm DDTing her. Holy crap on the outside. Um, I don't know this, this match took a minute to click in. Like I said, but once it did, I felt like it it had some momentum. Hater looked really good. I think a a split with her and Brit is more imminent than ever, but uh, we'll see ultimately Thunder Rosa retaining here with the victory roll. Um, But this was this was a fun match. again, predictable but well executed. It's nice to see the women getting some time, which was really refreshing. and they worked stiff. you know, hater, I think is she's a really strong woman. She can kind of take some punishment and Thunder Rosa when she's laying her stuff in, Thunder Rosa is as good as any of them man. She is an absolute force to be reckoned in when she has that, I think freedom. but and of course, like kind of goes with the sandbagging storytelling that they were going in with yeah. this. Um, ultimately felt like it was a good match. Felt like the Brit distractions were like a little bit much on this, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on the match?
3: Well, right away, I liked how Thunder Roses, like once she got in the ring, she got on the, on the turnbuckle and celebrated. You could just see right before they did a camera cut, Jamie Hayter just ran in and just took a shot at her. And I liked how it just started right there. And you could tell it was a vicious like shot and it just went from there. And I think the one thing that I liked out of everything that Britt Baker did is when she grabbed the title and just walked around with it. She it just looked like it belonged with her the whole time. And I I really I don't know why I liked it so much, but I just I just thought it was a good look for her. Like even though I'm fine with her not being champion, I just thought the way she like held it, I know that sounds weird, just as her being a no, heel, it, a it just looked really haunt, good. Yeah. yeah. It, it looked good and and Tony Storm um, getting in there a little bit like on the side, that was good. I, overall, the match was pretty good and uh, as Sean reported just a little while ago, holy crap. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if it was the last five or ten minutes, but Jamie Hader, uh with the broken broken nose fighting with that and holy I crap.
2: It seemed like it might have been on that dropkick spot like she yeah. really got her head blocked off um, and i saw
3: somebody in chat said it was the last eight minutes so yeah so wow
2: gotcha Damn. yeah but a good title defense for thunder rosa here i feel like um you know match wise it's never the issue i feel like the builds going into the matches have been not so great this one was pretty good on both counts like i feel like this delivered in the ring and the road to get there at least made sense tony storm as an asset on the outside of this, I think was really, really great because she has an ability to, and I think this is just literally from pure experience. She has a really great ability to not take away from the match, but to do the job of fighting people off. Like she is an absolute presence out there, but her presence is never like so overpowering um, that it, it feels bigger than the match in any way. That was my only thing with Britt was I felt like she was taking up a lot of oxygen at points, which I guess that, you know, in part, she's there to do. But um, just a little overkill on the distractions. But otherwise, I thought this was pretty good. And you know what, Rob? It's important to have experienced ladies in the ring, you know, because you don't want anybody that's too green. I'm trying to find the ad, which is why (laughs) the background changed. But it wasn't under. Our thing. You don't want anybody that's too green, but you want to be green. I'm now Sean Rossap. You're Kate. Uh, you, you want those athletic greens. You want to be feeling good. You want to be rich with nutrients. You don't want to be green in the ring, but you want to be green on the insides.
0: We talk a lot about performance here at Fightful, and you know, if you want that performance, you want athletic greens one athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. So excited to work with Athletic Greens. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And you might be asking, what is Athletic Greens? Well, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. I took multivitamin tablets before this. Uh, Our strength and conditioning coach said you should probably move on to something more digestible. Recommended AG1. I loved it. I love how it made me feel. Loved the energy that it gave me. And it got me a whole lot more vitamins than I was taking in general because it absorbs a lot better. Athletic Greens 1. It effectively replaces all those products, pills, with one healthy drink. AthleticGreens.com slash fightful and check them out on Twitter at Athletic Greens. Let them know you heard about them from us.
2: We're switching back. Yeah. We're gonna become all, who we are again. There we go. All
3: <laughs> of a sudden I just had the urge to complain about Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks. I don't know why, girl.
2: <laughs> Under I, I hear you. I understand yeah. it, but we've got a, a couple super chats and humper chats coming in about this match, as we would anticipate when these women showed out the way that they did. Brent Lockman chiming in saying the women felt like they were in full-on go-hard and apologize later mode crazy fun. ShotKid29 saying feels like it's building to a four-way at All Out. Eh, I don't like need that because I don't need to see Thunder Rosa and Britt fight more. Um, but we'll circle back to that. We've got a couple more and uh, I want your thoughts on who might dethrone Thunder Rosa. But WrestleVibes Vibes with Roman Blade chiming in saying that he. Loved the match. Hard-hitting stuff from both of them. The division is stacked with great workers. Hater, Tony, Statlander, Athena, Sheeta, and more. So many more on top of that. Like, that's a, a great short list that you have there. But, like, I think Serena Deeb wasn't even in there. You know what I mean? There's Mercedes Martinez. Like, it is a deep roster now. And so we got to start giving them stories in time, man. Got to start giving them stories in time. And then Orion Ben chiming in saying, Madison, big test. Who are we building next for Rosa? Um, that is the grand question to me. I'm confused about a couple of things. One of them is we got a promo a couple of weeks ago with Athena and um, Chris Statlander, where they said, I'm going to go after this title. And you're going to go after that title, Chris Statlander for the world title and Athena for the TBS title. But now we're kind of like in this weird thing with Madison Rain. I don't know if something happened injury wise, um, but I am confused why that story just seemed to have gotten dropped because Jade also issued an open challenge. So I don't know who's going where. I would love to see Thunder Rosa and Chris Datt later in the ring. You would probably have to turn Thunder Rosa heel because Chris is so organically over. Um, and I feel like if you had Chris lose that, there would kind of be hell to pay if you are Tony Khan but i would love to see that match what are your thoughts of who's next for thunder rosa and who ultimately dethrones rosa
3: i think i know this is going to sound crazy to some people maybe not i think it's going to be tony storm
2: i i actually that that um, crossed my mind too
3: yeah
2: um, I, it's something we've seen before but she's always hanging around that title that's got to mean something right
3: yes yeah and um, I know a lot of people would be, oh, what about Jade? And I, I I love that idea, but I think um I think I think double or nothing would be better. Like give her some more time with that T- or with that TBS title. So I would like to see it be Tony Storm and that's just how I feel about it. Um sure. there there's so many there's so many like ways they can go. I don't um I don't think it'll be Brit. I, it Hope wouldn't none. shock me if they go that <laughs> route but I, I don't think they'll go that way um i i would be fine with uh, sheeta I, I like her a lot um and i think she needs uh, more eyes on her i think she needs to push again but we'll have to see i but i like the tony storm idea
2: that's a good idea and their match was fantastic um at forbidden door i thought that was a really really strong title defense. This is tricky because I feel like as far as heels go, who do you have Rosa face, right? She's already faced Serena Deeb. Jade, I don't think, is ready for the world title from an in-ring standpoint. I think you need people that are going to put on pay-per-view quality matches in like a 15-minute, 20-minute or more way. And I think she still has a little bit of a way to go there. Um, And there's some chat. In the there's there's some chatter in the chat um, of, you know, looking at the rankings and seeing that Tony Storm is there. That's certainly something that's interesting. And their match was good, but it just feels weird. I, I feel like there's no way to get through this without Thunder Rosa turning heel, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world. I feel like, unfortunately, like this hasn't been resonating super well in this, in this reign. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily her fault, but I feel like something's just been off the mark. So sometimes... A nice little heel turtle freshen things up for you, give you something new to dig into. But for tonight, I think it was good. I don't need to see Thunder Rosa and Britt fight anymore. Like I think we've run to that wall so many times. I'm I would love to see Sheeta and Rosa in the ring. Um, I don't need Sheeta winning again because I think it's time for new women to become champions and the champions that we've had to go on and create stars of, elsewhere. So um I don't know. I feel like I hope it's stat. I think that would be super fun. So, yes. <laughs> fingers I, crossed. It's just weird that they dropped this entire story with Jade. Like, something feels so, like it's up.
3: Yeah, sub, somebody reported, and I I don't know if it's been out there, but somebody thought she got hurt on uh, Wednesday. They, they, that they Chris heard, did? Yeah, I I read it, but nobody's really come out and said anything, so I don't know if that's true. Um, But I just, and granted, everything you see on Twitter is true, so that's a really um, good point. That's, that's not a report. So just so everybody knows that's I'm just going by something I saw. And the person that said it was somebody that um, I've seen before say stuff that's been correct. So um, but and I, I hope she's not because I really like Chris Statlander like you. I, I think she's great. And let's let, I would love to see Chris Statlander um, get involved with this.
2: Absolutely. Agreed. Um, also it is weird cause we haven't seen Athena either, but maybe they're just trying to reset and recalibrate if Chris is injured and also see how extensive the injury is. Um, but we keep moving along to, uh, we get a nice, uh, update that FTR is going to return at Quake by the Lake. I'm very excited about that as right. I am the biggest FTR mark. I think everybody is. I think it's really interesting because their whole face turn was kind of just like, Hey, these guys are real good. Like, I love that. I think that's so much fun. Um, when wrestling is the thing that gets you over, I know our old Will Washington has talked about this pretty extensively that he thinks Brian Danielson's is the most over wrestling that's ever been because look at Yeslemania. That was just built on WWE trying to say no to this guy for so (laughs) long, but him being so damn good in the ring that there was no way around it. Right. And then he comes into AEW working heel, but like, as far as in those matches go, my goodness, like I, it's hard to argue with that from Will. The only thing that comes close to me is, is Dax Harwood and this FTR run, I think is the most over tag wrestling we've seen. It has felt so organic with this face turn. And it's simply because people really like them. I think, which is very, very fun to have them in the Bucks both working face at the same time is interesting. Um, how are you feeling about FTR's return? Are you excited about the possibility of swerving their glory versus FTR? Cause I am.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm definitely excited. I think they would have a, anytime FTR is in a ring, they're going to have a hell of a match with whoever they're in there with. And, and that's the thing. If, if they're in there with swerve and, and Lee bring it all yeah. at all out, let's go. Um, I would absolutely love it. That is a match I think we're ready for. Uh, the I'm glad they're coming back. I love watching FTR. So it, exactly, I, I'm on the same on the same side you are on this. The as far as like how they became like face, like just how they just turned face. I loved how that happened. How it just built, and everybody loves them. I've always liked those guys from. Forever, like I, I just think they're a hell of a tag team. I, I'll, I'll be honest. What got me is for liking those guys is when they both admitted that they're Bret Hart marks, and that's where it was. That's where like it's like no matter what these guys do, they can just be the worst, the meanest guys ever. I'm gonna be fans of theirs because of what they said. So I've been following them for a long time, and I just I just can't wait to see what they do. And I hope they actually hold four belts when it's all said and done.
2: I hope they hold all of the belts. I hope they go into NWA, make something interesting happen, because Tyra shouldn't be main eventing. FTR should come in and main event there. I want them to have every belt possible. I'm so happy that they get this run, and I'm excited that they're coming back, too. I know uh, Dax was pretty beat up uh, after those (laughs) matches with the Briscoes, man. You're going to be hurting, but... A reminder to get in your super chats and your humper chats as we kind of switch into the main event pretty shortly. Um, also a reminder to subscribe to Fightful Select, you guys. Holy cow. The past few months in wrestling, I think, have been easily the most eventful. I feel like it was getting crazy around Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out and the MJF stuff and the punk injury and all of these things. And Vince McMahon said, hold my beer. I'm going to make yeah. it even crazier for you with my retirement that was obviously a forced retirement, but we're in a totally new era of wrestling and there's news coming out constantly. There's been so many um, great stories that Sean has broken about what's going on backstage at WWE, right? Not only about morale, but the creative process and how that's changed. He broke the carrying cross news saying that he was going to be there soon. I don't think we knew it was going to be a few hours later. That certainly bowls us all over, but yep. so much happening on fightful select and you get great additional podcasts. Like my frequent co-host, uh, Alex Pulaski doing your sour graps, raw and SmackDown reviews. He was very glad to be sour about carrying cross yesterday. He is not the biggest carrying cross guy. I tried to talk him off the ledge mm-hmm. and you get coexisting after dark with this hot, sexy fella next to me. And Maggie, so wonderful. You can catch on the on Overbooked, you get the straight version, but after dark, it happens on Select. I joined a couple weeks ago. It was a blast. Maggie wants to talk to you about eating wings most of the time, and we just kind of hang out and talk about stuff. Yeah, so.
3: non-wrestling stuff most of the time, so it's yes. it's awesome. Just except when vince
2: mcmahon retires the same yeah. day <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you're on air
3: yeah that was that threw things out the window so but yeah that was that was interesting and what's funny is that vince mcmahon news like hour it always happens when me and maggie are on the air so it's that's it's, it yeah it's something and that four o'clock so, media don't <laughs> yeah so it, it was interesting but yes yeah catch us every every friday on fightful select at uh 4 35
2: Yes, hell yeah. Make sure you tune in for that. So much going on at Fightful Select. So much going on in this main event. Holy cow, Rob. This was one of the best matches that I think we've seen all year. I don't know if it's match of the year, Candidate, but I can't really argue with you if you say that it is, because my goodness, if you didn't know who Takeshita was before this match, you sure as hell do after this was a very, very fun title defense of Claudio Castagnoli defending his ROH title. Before we even get into the match, I want to know how you feel about the ROH world title main eventing the show.
3: I'm absolutely okay with it. Um, just and the main reason why is because of the history of that title It is the biggest reason why. And. You know, with Ring of Honor, you're getting good matches. So, I thought that was, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, I think it'll be perfectly fine maybe at Battle of the Belts four if it's FTR who's still holding onto the belts and they have a tag team championship match. I, I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, so, uh, and I, I'm, I, what I really like was seeing Bobby Cruz and Caprice being part of it too. I thought that was great. So, the fact that Tony Khan <laughs> brought those guys in was that made me happy. Um, so that, that was really good. And I was perfectly fine with them putting this title on TV, like letting it be the ring of honor, uh, title match. I thought it was perfectly. Okay.
2: I think it makes a lot of sense, especially when you don't have a hell of a lot of opportunities for stuff like this, because ROH doesn't have weekly TV yet. So I think it's perfectly fine to put this in such a marquee spot. And again. Not a lot of things of consequence here. I felt pretty confident that Takeshita was not going to win here, but I knew that this was going to be a great match. It's kind of how I feel about Rampage a lot of times, where I'm like, it might not be the world's most consequential show because the ratings for it are not that great, but we do see storylines advance, and we do see great um, matches. Like, just in-ring work, the work rate is so high. Like, look at what happened with Moxley and Mance yesterday. Like, holy cow, there's so much fun stuff that's going on. Um, and this this kind of had that same vibe to me. I knew there weren't going to be any titles changing hands tonight, but solid in-ring action instead. We've got some Super Chats and Humper Chats coming in. Brent Lachman, always so supportive of us, saying, did we just see one of the best matches of Claudio's career? Did that just happen? My gourd. Um, this was a phenomenal match, and I'm going to walk through some of the spots and sequences that I liked the most, but as I said earlier, like it was impossible to actually keep up with what I was typing and watching at the same time, because there were just so many sequences that were just good, either chain wrestling or spots that just made so much sense. This was like a very logically agented match. I really, really liked it. Both guys got to shine. And what was kind of fun was, I feel like we talk a lot about how styles make matches, right? And these guys are kind of in the same wheelhouse, but with enough differences that I feel like it made it interesting. But sometimes as much as fun as it is to see like Claudio versus phoenix or something that'd be insane right like two guys that are kind of evenly matched is also a really fun story to tell rob
3: yes yeah and uh, exactly i was having a hard time too catching like with notes every time i'd look up something else i was just like holy crap that was amazing and the one thing i thought about during this match is i'm like holy crap where he's he, his excursion is almost up. I don't want him to go. I it's it's like your friends leaving again. Like, you know, like when you yes. when your friend visits and he's going to be he's leaving pretty soon. You're like just you're like don't go. Stay, yeah. you know? Like What is he going
2: to do about his Cinnabons?
3: Yes. I'm and that's a <laughs> thing. It's like that's how we keep them. Like we say, here's a franchise. You on Wednesdays and occasional Fridays and pay-per-views, you you work AEW and then you own this franchise of Cinnabons and you just, you do your thing. That's how Two we keep
2: unlimited it. access. Oh my God. That's pass, how you do
3: it. Um, you would
2: be so happy and so out of shape so quickly.
3: <laughs> yeah. Then we're like, uh, well, you know, how wrestling is. So, so yeah, we'd be like, yeah, but is. yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I loved everything. And there were so many great, um, I guess you'd say segues in the match too, yes. like going back and forth. And I was the same way. Like, I didn't know there, I knew there would be no title change, but I loved how they had everybody on the edge of their seat, like in the crowd. Um, Some, of they, they were picks, yeah. Some of those
2: late standing man. Some of those late 2.999-ers. Yeah,
3: <laughs> there, there were, a lot of people were standing too, I noticed. And it was, it was a great match. And I, Wednesday or last night when they taped this, that definitely stole the show. You know, it, it definitely did. It was the best match that I've I've seen. And um, yeah, the, I'm going to miss the guy. I, I can't wait till he's back already. It was, wow.
2: Fun, creative question for you. Does he become a part of the Blackpool Combat Club in the process?
3: I hope so, because I don't know if you saw the clip last night. Uh, somebody recorded uh, William Regal uh shaking his hand after he was walking to the back he was going to the side mm-hmm. like he wasn't going up the ramp he was going to the side and uh regal was like shaking his hand and stuff like that and i'm just hoping i'm just hoping like maybe one day or maybe just do like the international version of the of the of the bcc
2: I mean, we see so much fluidity in and out of Bullet Club that why not do that? Let's bring back stables doing stuff like that. I think that's a super fun thing. But the most important super chat of all time just came in from Joe Wagner saying, <laughs> Kate, you are my favorite wrestling commentator ever. Don't tell Alex. I'm absolutely telling Alex and I'm telling Sean because I'm getting a pay bump. I'm headed to the pay window. <laughs> if they ever do a forbidden door with WWE AEW thing, what would be the top female matches you would want to see between the two? Oh, Good
3: old oh Lord. God. Um Man.
2: Serena D versus Charlotte is probably right there. Um oh, from a
3: technical aspect, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm trying to think of in terms of like in-ring chemistry wise that like who would be very very fun.
3: I think um, I think Becky and Britt like just on the mic going back oh, and forth yeah. would be amazing. Um Holy crap. I mean, marina shafir
2: versus ronda right why not do that yeah. that would be a blast um i'm trying to think of like a good parry. that's a really good question because things just got so interesting there I,
3: <laughs> another one i think would be great would be sasha and thunder rosa i think they would have a great match sasha
2: um, we don't know that she's at wwe but probably is at wwe um, <laughs> yeah
3: i'm, I'm okay i'm just going
0: i'm just Sa- saying that sasha
2: versus s- rosa would be fantastic that's yeah. a that's a really great poll um give me i'm trying to think of who i want bailey up against bailey and, and chris give me bailey with like something like ding dong hello style bailey with chris Statlander <sighs> would be yeah. very very fun i think those are good questions, though. I would love for them to do it. I think it's way more of a possibility than it was before, um, now that right. Hunter is in charge. Not Vince. God bless. Yeah. We got Kid 29 come- chiming in, saying before he goes back to Japan, they should put the All-Atlantic title on Takeshita to defend in DDT and finally give him that big title win. I don't think you want to do that to Pac so early, and he yeah. feels like, because he's based in the UK, he can go so many places with it, right? Like, I really like him having that title, and I want him to hold it more. I also want it to be featured on AEW programming more. Um, Kip Sabian was not the poll that I thought we were going to get out of that, but I'll yeah. I'll take it, I guess.
3: Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. That was, but I guess that's a good way to bring him back in. I, I mean, sure. better than...
2: just doesn't really pay off the him wearing a box at his head for the yeah. past year.
3: <laughs> that's true.
2: But we got Dystra, fell. I'm gonna say. I'm sorry if I butchered that saying. Takeshda is the DBZ fusion of Omega and Obushi. I
3: Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I don't. I don't That's know. all I know.
2: I wish I, I wish I knew the reference better. With his matches and potential, he's at that level. I'm just gonna assume it's a really big compliment because I don't know much about Dragon Ball Z. But yeah. um, people in the chat, tell me. Like throw up like fire emojis if he's right about that, um, but it's he's he's been an absolute blast to watch. It's also kind of fun because he's from DDT DDT, which is not a promotion that gets um, probably as much love as like a, a New Japan or an All Japan. So it's it's cool to see that umbrella coming in here. We got Joe Wagner saying that maybe Regal leaves the Blackpool to manage Takeshita and sees him as a star he can ride, making the faction go mad and going after Takeshita. I don't, it's just too, it's too perfect to mess with. I yeah. feel like, like the story with Regal having worked with Brian Danielson and Claudio and Moxley in the past, too, like in um, NXT, like before they were entered the company, in ROH, before they even got to NXT, right? Like there's so much there. And then, of course, and young Wheeler Yuta, like this has done such wonders for him. I don't think you want to mess with it, but I like the idea of Takeshita being in Blackpool Combat Club and being almost an ambassador. Um, do it like like they do in Bullet Club. Like We had Bullet Club people on Impact, right? But yeah. maybe not as like fast and loose as they're doing with Bullet Club. There's been some, some weird times. I think the pandemic had a lot to do with that, but I would love mm-hmm. it if there was a guy who was a part of this faction that was American-based that was representing them elsewhere. He's such a great talent king. Dragon Ball Z watch along when if as soon as Sean Ross set pays me how's that um,
3: (laughs) that? and it I mean going off the comments it looks like that was pure fire everybody's leaving comments that's fire so
2: I knew it the whole time I just wanted to see if you guys knew it (laughs) (laughs) but I'm going to go through some of my favorite things in this match holy cow I put out a tweet the other day that was like who has the best German suplex Of all time going right now and there were some usual suspects of like your Kurt Angle, your Taz. Um, Takeshita came up a couple of times and I understand why. He had some nasty nasty Germans in this match. We saw a really really fun one um, that was a nice part of like an uppercut and lariat sequence as well. Uh, We got a really that his brain buster is so damn good. They got a blue thunder bomb, and I love the El Generico reference, especially because it was the ROH title. I know they probably couldn't say Sami Zayn for uh, copyright reasons, but it's awesome to see them also <laughs> referencing the history of yeah. El Generico and ROH. Um,
3: if JR was there, he could have, but that's the only one.
2: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. My favorite spot, I think, in the whole match was the Ricola bomb that got countered with a Hurricane Rana. Oh, my God. The gut wrench suplex off the middle rope how strong are these dudes and i also just love um those elbow strikes down are like the signature of the blackpool combat club everybody's doing them we've seen wheeler do it we've seen danielson do it right um i i kind of like that they all have so many different submissions and sequences that they can end you on but like it's almost like a finisher before the finisher where those elbow strikes it's like all right we're, we're going home soon and just Regal on commentary doing such a great job here. I loved how much he does this perfect heel work of putting the opponent over in the process and just in this way that is like, I want Claudio to get challenged because iron sharpens iron. These guys are supposed to be the best in the world. So if Takeshita does something smart, he's like, ah, you know, uh, Claudio should have been prepared for that. Like all of these things, the roll through to get Takeshita away from the ropes was one of the smartest bits of commentary that I heard commentary very good tonight too we saw in the women's match uh kind of a, a swing and a miss <laughs> there was like a whiff from Jamie Hayter that went into a nice northern light suplex by Thunder Rosa but they had kind of said like they're just so exhausted from giving it their all like a good cover up there Regal just doing so so well in this role do you have any spots or thoughts on the, the match that we saw that you want to share?
3: Oh, I just uh, like absolutely loved it. And you covered everything that when they use the ropes uh, that I was just like, Holy crap. That was amazing. And then of course the, the elbows it's, it, I think you hit it right on the head, head again. That's like the go. That's like the go home show. Like yeah. part. it's <laughs> like, it's like, that's when you know it's over. It's like, okay, they're wrapping it up. That's, it's like, that's when they're like saying, okay, bring it home. So, every agreed
2: it's like the it's coming they might finish in a few different ways but it's coming Joe Wagner saying okay Alex is my favorite again since you didn't like my Takeshita idea I did like your Takeshita idea I just don't think they're gonna do it and also I can't even blame you because I think Alex is my favorite but Adam M saying that a great battle of the belts tonight Takeshita is so easy to root for he really really is he needs some big wins ASAP he's a star yes to he's a star no he does not need some big wins ASAP because he's going home so while I would love to see him go home with gold or something that was a um a landmark of his incredible run here I think the thing that happens is he comes back for a more extended run and gets to do some full work either signing a contract or at least getting to do maybe some more appearances, but I, I kind of don't think he needs wins. I think he just needs to keep putting on bangers and matches because it kind of doesn't matter too much. But Rob, you had some stats for us yeah. about his and, record here,
3: yeah. And he did he did good like since his excursion. He got here, um, his first match was April 20th. Uh, he's he, he went 16 10 and one in his matches, um, in singles matches, he went 16 7 and one, so he actually did really well. But it, and I get the person's point it like big wins but i mean the person's you the people he's lost to john moxley claudio like the he's but he's still in the distance with him so he looked good and he became a star i mean the guy's going back home and he's going to be a name um so i think he i think he did a hell of a job and he made fans here he made big fans here so
2: agreed oh, he made lot out of me um, I feel like his greatest strength is his versatility. To your point, he was in the ring with Mox for a title defense. There's no harm in losing to a champion. He lost to Claudio. There's no harm in losing to a champion. Those are two pretty different wrestlers. They're both here to hurt you. like They're both here to kick your ass, but and part of the same faction even, but um, I feel like what we've seen out of Takeshta is just an incredible amount of versatility with whoever he's in the ring with, and that ring IQ is so important. Like, Every sequence that we saw made so much sense tonight. And I, I really appreciate that. Like, that is, I'm not anti flippy do like a lot of people, but my thing is ring IQ, right? Yes. Storytelling yeah. in ring is the thing that makes wrestling different from anything else. Like, promos are so much fun, but we see stuff like that, right? And in, in other art forms and culture. Um, and impressive athleticism is something I see in, in shoot sports all the time. In ring storytelling. Is the is the reason I watch wrestling and nerd out? That doesn't have to be the reason you do too. I'm not like that, but seeing Takeshta combine his athleticism with with so much logic is something that's really refreshing. And I feel like definitely a staple and kind of all of Japanese wrestling. So uh, reminder to get in your super chats and humper chats as we're coming down the home stretch here. We've got Kitara chiming in saying he wrote this thesis on the German suplex. Did he really?
3: Yeah, that's yeah, for I guess it's true.
2: I hope that's true because I love that. Also, Irk isn't he just going back for DDT's big show and then coming back? I don't think so.
3: Yeah, he they made it sound like he's there for a little while, like he's still under contract. Um, oh, let's see. Somebody else says last scheduled match I know of Japan is early September against Onita.
2: I would love to see him back. I'll I'll put it that way, but um, yeah. we'll we'll see. I think he's certainly made himself a hell of a name in American wrestling. So, uh, we've got Koi Stallings chiming in, saying Takeshita has a nice E trigger. I'm sorry, has a nice V trigger. A uh, Takeshita someg, I'm gonna say. Um, he does have. I think we we saw that against two. Did we see that tonight?
3: Uh, well, someone no, used I,
2: the V trigger, but I can't remember who against.
3: Yeah, I don't remember tonight. I no, I I don't it remember. It wasn't against box was. either. <laughs> yeah, who was it against? He didn't use it against Gresham. Oh, At he all. was
2: saying versus Omega. Okay, that makes oh, a lot more gotcha. sense. Not a Omega. Mega. I, I was like, to, is that his name? Like, <laughs> I didn't no. know. Like, if he he put it under a different name, got it. That mm. makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, we've got all Dan chiming in via humperchat at humperchats.com saying Claudio and catch to put on a classic. Loves all of the El Generico references and Regal calling Excalibur a fine truffle pop yeah. Regal fucking yeah. rules. Yes. But anytime they've got Caprice and Bobby Cruz on our TV, I'm a happy wrestling fan. Let's talk about Caprice Coleman. And also, he wasn't on the show tonight, but pretty much anytime. There's even the most peripheral opportunity. I'm putting over Ian Riccoboni, too, because he's the best play-by-play announcer, no doubt at all, hands down. No offense to Excalibur. It's Ian Riccoboni for me, but love Caprice here. Um, He's so good at closing the gaps in in that color commentary role, just like filling out pieces of the story that aren't being covered by -by play-by-play. And he... You know, can obviously speak to the heritage of Ring of Honor, too. He's been a staple there for a really, really long time. And he is just so much personality and so much fun. I see people in the chat saying Tom Hannafin. Ian Riccoboni is better than Tom Hannafin. At yeah. me, bro. I'm sorry. There's,
3: <laughs> there's, that's the thing. Like that. That's what's good is right now the commentary is great. Like each company has really good guys. And I think... um in granted, it's only been two weeks, three weeks, but Michael Cole is, <laughs> has different shown guy. everybody, yeah, has shown everybody what he can do when Vince McMahon's not in his ear. And, and I've told people that for a long time when Vince wasn't doing those SmackDowns, when Michael Cole was, was with Taz, he was a different guy, like completely. So I think that's a good thing.
2: I agree. I think we're seeing some really strong commentary across the board. Uh, Bobby Cruz, is, of course, the the uh, voice of Ring of Honor. He's been a long time staple there too. I hope we see Todd Sinclair getting to rough some of those <laughs> some of those matches as well. But Impact, I think, of any promotion was the one to, that needed a step of their game the most. The only reason that I prefer Riccaboni to Hannafin, and this is maybe the dorkiest conversation I've ever had, mostly with myself right now. <laughs> um, and I I really love Tom Hannifin. I'm not like trying to be disparaging to him in any way but Ian Riccoboni to me does this insane job of telling the story in the play-by-play at the same time and also having so much personality in the process like Riccaboni, just um I feel like play-by-play guys because their job is to call the action sometimes their personality gets a little bit lost his like really comes out especially when he's paired with Caprice like they've been together so long and they have such a great dynamic and Caprice is literally just like so hilarious a lot of the times that I think you can, can't help it, but I love it. Um Shocken29, this is actually a, a really good shout. Nigel still buried on D-level WWE shows. Nile is fantastic. Niall is a fantastic poll. Nigel, Niall, Nigel. Nigel. I can talk. Yeah. Um I think we got through our super chats. Great battle. Yep, I think I already got that one um but overall rob you felt good about this what do you think of any storylines that are carrying over into all out what are, what do you kind of see specifically for the title pictures next who do you think is next for Wardlow? we'll start there it's gonna be satin we think
3: yeah based off what i saw tonight i think and i don't know if it's gonna make it to all out I, I i hope not i hope i hope that's if anything i hope it's I hope that's taken care of maybe within the next two weeks yeah um on rampage yeah i don't even need something like that that. (laughs) i I hope it's just a short feud um because i don't i really don't know um i know the last person i want to see um feud for it's like sammy guevara i don't want him anywhere near the tnt title and we know miro's not going to be involved because he's messing with um malachi so it's really hard to say. Like, I, I don't know who they'll go, um, what route they'll go with. For I'm ball. intrigued
2: by this um, stable that Stokely Hathaway is building out. Like, I think you could easily throw either Lee Moriarty in there, or I think Ethan Page would be such money. And then by the time Scorpio Sky is back, he can be like, I'm coming for that belt, buddy. <laughs> and reigniting that story without Dan Lambert, I think, would be so much fun. So I think yep. that could be really fun. Starks just turned face, but I'm totally down for a Ricky Starks and cool. Wardlow, um, like face versus face match. I feel like Ricky is such a diverse performer in that regard. I, like he just spits fire.
3: And that uh, the super, sh- super chat that just came through. I I do like that. The shot kid. Um, I would like, I actually wouldn't mind that. And Ricky Starks cost. I know AEW doesn't do the disqualifications much, but I would kind of like it if somehow Ricky starts, maybe co- cost him the match. Um, not not necessarily disqualification, kind of like what Wardlow did to MJF, Sure. Like, something like that. And that way, that feud can start. They can go into their feud. Um, Hell yeah! I, think that I would love be,
2: that idea.
3: I think that would be that would be really good.
2: Speaking of Ricky Starks, Joe Wagner, I'm going to win him back right here because I fully agree with this. Who do you think is the biggest future star on the AEW roster right now? I'm leaning Starks recently. Swerve has to be up there. The only reason I discount Swerve is I think he's already a star. I don't think he is like breaking out. like He came in and the crowd was already hot for him. They were already doing who's house. He's already holding a title. Um, He's already working next to Keith Lee. So that's the only reason. Do I think he's going to blossom further and help carry this company forward for years? Absolutely. I have been saying for months, I tell you, that Ricky Starks is your 2022 breakout star of the year. I didn't think it was going to take eight months to happen, but I knew it was going to be that guy, and he's still that guy for me. I didn't think that face turn was coming. I love him as a heel, but I'm I, the work he's done the past few weeks is just some of the best work in professional wrestling ever. Like, to go from taking... Someone as playfully over as Hook have a match against him, um, preceded by one with Danhausen, who's also playfully over. Like when a guy is playfully over, the crowd roots for them harder than ever. Not yeah. just like, I like that guy, I'm cheering. They're like, he is either meme over, and not to take anything away from Hook, he's unbelievable in the ring. That's kind of why this happened, I think. Like he was meme over, and then everyone was like, Holy crap, this guy's amazing. Yeah. Um, or you're silly like Danhausen, People are just loud about it. And then for him to go from those two guys to the promo he gave to make himself the most over guy in that whole situation, in my opinion, and to turn, he's got to be able to – to set up Hobbs to do what he did right. Like that's just amazing professional wrestling across the board. So I think Starks is that guy. I think Daniel Garcia is, is right there with him. They obviously have a lot of faith in him. They put him over Danielson the other week. So, yeah. Um, and he's, he's fantastic. He deserves that. And I'm trying to think. Um, if they signed Willow Nightingale, I think in the women's division, I think it would be Willow as far as like young growing talent, but. Yeah. joe are saying we are back you are my favorite again well thank you i am here for the people i appreciate you <laughs> luis also double checked to make sure that i saw you say that so i did but luis was like i want her to catch that on the right <laughs> um yeah. so the tnt title can go in a couple of different directions i'm really into this this stokely uh faction i'm not convinced mjf doesn't come back to it which would make that even more interesting if he were to come back and face wardlow right out the gate holy cow that would be really really fun um i feel like we've got jericho set up for moxley i think eddie kingston at grand slam is a great move um that's gotta happen right i am of the camp you have eddie go over if punk is healthy you have a short Eddie title reign, which he doesn't need a long one, right? He's one of those guys that doesn't need the belt but deserves it because he's one of the most over guys in the company. And then you reignite him and Punk in a feud that never actually ends him. That's my thinking. What are you thinking for, I mean, All Out, and I think we kind of know where that's going, but after we cleared Jericho out, what, do you, what are you thinking?
3: I, I do like your idea because what you could do with, Eddie Kingston, if if you let him win at Grand Slam, get him that home hometown pop. Um, he could, I mean, that's in September, I believe, right? And then um, I'm gonna let be him there. In,
2: I'm gonna be there. <laughs> there you go.
3: And, <laughs> and then November is not too far along. Let him have that rematch at full gear. Right. Two, two full gears in a row. Punk versus Kingston at <sighs> full gear. Let him go. Um, as far as, as like. Yeah, as far as like future um, stars go, I, I think Jungle Boy is going to be one of those guys. I, I really do. Um, and then you hit it right on the head with Daniel Garcia. And so I think my my like under the radar guy is Matt Menard.
2: OK, I can see uh, that his promos I, have been awesome. Yeah, I, love I think that.
3: that's my under the radar guy. I think there's so much potential with him. So
2: that's super fun. I love that answer. Guys, last call for Super Chats and Humper Chats. I'm going to make Rob go through the women's picture with us. I have never been accused of finishing a show too early. I'm not the person that makes them an hour. That is Shaw. Normally, I'm babbling on here, and I can't believe we're going to end this probably around the hour mark. But who do you want to see dethrone the almighty Jade Cargill?
3: Man. You know, I don't even... Like, that's the thing. I don't know because she's so... I like what they're doing with her character. The, the only person that really comes to mind that I could, and I, I don't necessarily like it, the idea of doing it, but the only person that comes to mind right now would be. Well, and even thinking about it, I don't want, I don't want to say it because I, I don't think Athena is the right person and And I don't, I don't think Chris Statlander is. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the person's not even on the, in the company right now. I mean, that, I think it could be that It, it could be like that. The, I will say this, the person that, well, I don't, I think the person that would do it is I'll just say that she's not in the company. That's I'm going. That's okay. what I'm saying. I don't think she's in the company right now. That's fair.
2: Think. That's fair. I think I would like for it to be Athena or Stat. I think that could be a really fun possibility. I also don't, and people are going to hate this idea, but I also don't hate the idea of a face Britt Baker winning that title. I think that could actually be so much fun. Koi Stalling's reminding us Menard is hurt. I think he is. I don't think yep. it was something that was serious, but um, I think you are right about yeah. that. Joe Wagner chiming back in that Jade reminds me of Roman. They are waiting for the opponent to beat them. That is undeniable. And there isn't that woman in AEW yet. Well, they're cleaning up the free agent market. So they better make them pretty soon because Triple H is coming back. And I thought to Kai would have been a fun option. She's got, if Nixon Newell comes back for that tag stuff, I mean, I would love for them to make someone like a Miranda Alize, like a Willow uh, Nightingale, like a Jodie Threat, like so many, like a Janae Kai. Like, I think it would be very fun to pull in someone off the indies and make somebody. But I felt like Athena was brought in to dethrone Jade, and now it just seems like that's not really where this is headed. So we will see. We will see. And we kind of already talked about Thunder Rosa's uh, potential stories moving forward. Swerve in their glory versus FTR. Who you taking? FTR. All right. You think it's I, And swerving? I love
3: I love Swerve and, and Lee, but I I don't I think they're gonna go with the four belts. I really do.
2: <laughs> I mean, hard to argue. Hard to argue with that. I think that's a super fun call. Um it is interesting now that FCR and the Bucks are on the same side, right? um yeah. and i think the bucks are going to be tied up in that trios picture speaking of which who are your inaugural trios title holders after what we saw with adam cole this past week i think it's getting very interesting
3: uh bucks and omega
2: okay okay yeah. i'm gonna throw in just as a as a as a wild card as a dark horse i'm gonna say best friends i think that would be really fun I think Orange Cassidy deserves gold. I think the porn bots need to go away and I'm blocking them. Yep. Oh, Luis beat me to it. He's so damn fast. He's so good at it. Um, I think Orange Cassidy deserves gold. He's perpetually over. And it would be a fun way to, um, I think, like a- award AW originals. I know that crowd is a loud one. And I think it's good to, to give into that from time to time. I think that's really good drew nicholas saying that he is the bot slayer. we appreciate that about you drew drew's the best uh, well that about wraps it up um i think we are going to call it their one hour kate i did an iron man normally i go longer that's pretty wild but this is a short show for me <laughs> but before we depart a reminder to subscribe to Fightful select it's only five dollars a month you get all of the latest breaking news in professional wrestling. Sean is killing it and working really hard for you guys. Ooh, this is a good poll. Deanna beating Jade when she's <sighs> done with Impact could be really fun. Yim's over there, too. I think she was only oh, on a six-month deal. So
0: I a love couple that idea. of
2: possibilities. A couple of possibilities. But um, but that is that is a great poll. Fightful Select. Go over there and subscribe. We appreciate you guys so much. The fact that we had 8,000 subscribers is like, OMG, what the heck? We never thought we would get there. So we appreciate your support. We are fully publicly funded. As much as people love to say we take paychecks from promotions, we really, really don't. Um, And as you know, Sean will step to anybody who uh, brings in values that we don't really appreciate here at Fightful. So you're also supporting good people in the process. But before we go, Rob, where can the good people find you?
3: Right here on Twitter, you can find me at Rob. Well, every damn time, right there at Rob Wilkins on Twitter. <laughs> Otherwise, on Fridays, I co host coexisting with Rob and Maggie at three o'clock Eastern. It's a fun show, hour and a half. Then we move over to Fightful Select for about 30 minutes. And there's only usually one or two wrestling questions. And then everything else is just basically about some of your favorite wrestling media. We just ask them random questions and we just have fun. And I also do all the pre-shows on Fightful Select, pay-per-view, pay-per-view pre-shows. And I've been doing a lot of the retro reviews. So I'm on Fightful Select all the time. So check it out.
2: Hell yeah. And guys, if you're not a fan of me, this has been a really rough couple of weeks for you because I've been all <laughs> over the place. But my usual rotation is Tuesday nights, the NXT Sour Grabs post-show with Alex Pulowski. It's not really a post show anymore. It's more of a weird variety hour. I don't know what we're doing, but we're trying to make it entertaining for you guys. Wednesdays, I'm at the Mark Order Podcast at Mark Order Pod on Twitter. Please follow us over there. We have so much fun talking all things All Elite every Wednesday and Friday's the AW Rampage and SmackDown post show, which you guys might have caught last night, and fun stuff like this. Oftentimes, if there's a pay-per-view and I'm not on the main channel, Alex Pulaski and I are doing reviews on Fightful Select, so subscribe over there, please. We appreciate you so much. You can also catch all of that information I just said at Miss Kate Fave on Twitter, at KateStegrans on Instagram. Have a safe rest of your weekend. Enjoy great wrestling. We're at.